Captain Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. How about that heat and humidity, huh? Gotta like it. Your skin gets like salami that's left out on a picnic table. You know what I mean? Just to, and believe me, I turned into 300 pounds of melting goo on Route 9 that had to close both the north and southbound lanes. I won't tell you which town, but those caught in a delay, sorry about that. Hey, just a reminder, today kicks off National Fishing and Boating Week. Now, today and today only, don't worry, there's going to be a day in October, free fishing in New Jersey's fresh waters, High Point to Cape May Point and all waters in between. No license necessary, no trout stamp necessary. Please, if you get a chance, those yeah, youngsters and not go out there and experience the incredible freshwater fishing opportunities in New Jersey. We're the fifth smallest state. We're the most densely populated state. Kudos to the Bureau of Freshwater Fisheries and the Division of Fish and Wildlife. We have some of the best for our size and number of waters in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. Got it all, man. You want lake trout? You want pike? You want muskies? You want rainbow trout? You want wild brown trout? You want largemouth? You want smallmouth? You want hybrid stripers? You want walleyes? You want channel cats? We have it all. And today, go chance to experience it free again. No license necessary. No trout stamp necessary. Now, the Fisherman Magazine has delayed its dreamboat challenge because of this COVID thing, which... Boy, this is turning into uh, very interesting. Yeah, I'm one for conspiracy theories, but, man, the things we're finding out here, Rackman, really laying it down. But the Fisherman Magazine's 2020, uh, sorry, Coastal Kayak Clash started last month, is going on. It's going to run through November 30th. Okay, here are the categories. Weak fish, porgy, a.k.a. scup up there in North Jersey, uh, fluke, Black sea bass, sea robin, albies and bonito, bluefish, and blackfish. Now, you have to be a subscriber to the Fisherman Magazine to qualify. Go to thefisherman.com and check it out, the Coastal Kayak Clash. Speaking of kayaks, joining us in a later segment is Lane Elm. He is the president of the South Jersey Kayak Bass Fishing Club. He's been president, I guess the organization's been around 11 years. He's been president nine years. Lane L is going to be talking post-spawn bass tactics in South Jersey waters. Also, some information on the new SNS Bucktails, the Phil A. I don't get the name. Phil A series. A little later on, an SNS Bucktail pro staffer, Melissa Toro, out of Brigantine, talking some back bay channel edge flounder tactics. Grab that cup, grab that rebel, be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. I'm having just too much fun. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, the fluke season has been underway, and it's basically a back bay deal, backwater deal. And I want to call this segment the Eyes Have It. We've been uh, hitting them heavy. Our our best luck has been on the bucktails with the eyes. The eyes. Playing round bucktails, the old Andrew stuff. I guess that works. But this seems to be the tiebreaker. I've noticed this the past three or four years especially with the fishing pressure. Now, we had on a few weeks ago uh, Captain Brett Taylor talking back bay stripers. He's using bucktails, again, with the eyes. He uses, in particular, the Big Eye series with rattles, the rattle and big eye from SNS Bucktails. Well, SNS has been in the business now going on 10 years. Very special guest is the owner and president, Stanley Stash Gola, the Ayatollah of Fluke Arola with his new series. We always try to cover new products here on Rack and Fin, the BW... I don't get this name, people. The BW Phil A uh, series. It's available in sizes three eighths, one half, three quarter, one ounce. 
tells you it is a backwater. It's a fluke killer from what I'm getting the reports I'm receiving from everywhere from back in air Sandy Hook Bay all the way down to Grassy Sound, man. So, Stash, how you doing? Welcome to Rack and Finn. Long time no talk to little brother. Hey, Tom. How are you? Uh, lock cocked and ready to rock first. How is Mom Lorraine doing? She's doing very well, thank you. Listen, Getting better every day. Mom Lorraine kicks ass. She she is something. Well, Sam, let's get right now to the 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 BW Phil A series, as you pronounce it. Give us a story on that name. Then we'll get to this incredible product. Listeners, by the way, Stanley's dad, the late great Stanley, Big Stan Gola. I called him. My Tom P got this down, got his name down. He looked at me and said, "Where did you come up with that?" He was the Polish Picasso. Big guy had hands like fingers like bananas. Big guy, yet he was the most exquisite, exquisite painter of bucktail heads and his the the colors that he came up with, the the the, the blends, the combinations. I don't know where the man was a master. He was a true Picasso of bucktails. And Stan, it seems um, the antecedents, the genetics passed down well because these colors are dazzling. But let's get into. Sorry, I digress. I get too excited talking new product. Let's get into the the Phil A. Where that name come from, Stash? It came from my pro staff guy Phil Natal, who is a backwater assassin. Me and him <laughs> came up with it. We fished it all last year. It was our design, and we worked on it. And there it is. But the A, is, this, is he like Fonzie hey. or something? <laughs> that's the name of his boat. I don't know where it comes from. Oh, so okay. You know, we named it after him. I mean, he helped me develop it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we made some changes to it, opposed to the big, I mean, it's basically the same head. More, the most important thing we did was we put a, a Gamagatsu hook in it, opposed to the Mustad. It's oh, a okay. little bit of a smaller gap hook, but it gives you more length. So there you can you fish a bigger gulf on it, opposed to... The big eye you where go. you have that little bit of a smaller hook. That 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 you know, that's yeah, yeah. a lot of people make. That yeah, they but that fish those real small gulps. Right, that's one of the reasons though, I, I love the big eye. Now, Stan, the big eye, eighteen colors. Uh, you have it with rattles and without color, without rattles and different sizes. But the fillet, you chose six colors. So this is fire tiger, glow, pink shine, glow chartreuse, and calico. Stan, why concentrate on those? I mean, limit it rather to those six color patterns. Uh, and you also forgot to mention the blue fuse. They're all gulp related. Ew. So the calico matches your new penny. And then, you know, the blue fuse is blue fuse, fire right. tiger. And the reason we did that was because we like to fish the five and six inch gulps on them. On those small heads? That's three what we three eighths ounce, we half ounce? Catch bigger fish. Okay. So you have, the, again, you have the size of Stanley three eighths, one half, three quarter, one ounce. Do you see this at all, for lack of a better term? taking business from your big eye sales no not at all no no it's not okay it's a totally different product one's a rubber skirted one's a, a hair product so okay rubber skirt like the, the fillet fillet rubber skirt yeah it's a rubber skirted product it's not tight Be be oh beautiful so you got that little wavily wiggly action on there as soon as you as soon as you make a little movement yes absolutely stan question why no rattles? You are home. You're, you're the rattletail, home of the rattletail. Listen, SNS Bucktails, home of the rattletail. Yeah, I noticed then you have Bucktails with and without the rattles. Again, was this to differentiate it besides the hook from the Big Eye series? No, because in the three eighths, half, three quarter, and one, you can't put a rattle in them. Not in the in that in that style. That's head. Head? It's too small of a head. 
Okay, we're speaking with Stan you know, Gola, the Ayatollah of Flucarola, owner and president of SNS Bucktails, now in its 10th season producing top light bucktails and also striper bucktails and, and medals. Stan, what was that surf series you had? The, the end game or something you call it? What was that? Game over. Game over. Game over. Whoa, Stan, even I caught fish with that. Now listen, <laughs> <laughs> that is a testament. Stan, now, sales of the Phil A, again, getting another product in a crowded field, the SNS name already, I know, gets your foot in the door. How's response been on dealer end, and how's response been on the individual angler end? I can't, we cannot make them fast enough here. Wow. We just can't. And you have not, a, not at this, at this point right now. And you have a full... You've got to remember something yeah. also, too. They can't get a lot of stuff's not coming into the country from other countries. There you go. So that drives up our demand now. Remember, made in the USA. That's what it's about. That's it. We're speaking with Stan Gola, the BW Phil A series. Listeners, the eyes have it. Stan, again, king on the eyes. I remember when I first saw the best. I said, Stan, what's with the big bulging eyes? They look like more... Listeners, I'm, this, I'm ancient, okay? I said, they look like Marty Feldman. Stan looked at me and said, who's that? I showed a picture of Marty Feldman with those big pop eyes. Stan, why the eyes do you feel are so important? It's a focal point for the fish. When I used to fly fish back in the day. You, the whoa, 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 whoa. you fly fish? Your eyes, yes, would catch more fish. Okay. So why would it not work with the bucktail? Mm-hmm. It's the same concept. It's a focal point for the fish. That's, it, you That's see my the, opinion, and it works. It does. It, it absolutely does, and we've noticed a difference. Again, I'm from the old school sound. Like, like you know, give, just give me a, give me a pack of those plain buck gotchas or gitches or ange, whatever. But, Stan, we noticed, me and the lovely D. Marie and other people we fish have noticed a distinct catch difference. Same, you know, same area, same drift, different, you know, switching back and forth. And, listeners, the eyes definitely have it. Well, Stan, listen, we're up against a hard break. Give that website. Give that. Oh, I understand you are the king of Instagram now when it comes to bucktails. What's the dealio with that? Uh, <laughs> All right, the website is www.fsbucktails.com. And Instagram, SS Bucktails, and also on Facebook. Now, Stan, besides, listen to me, I know you, you, you bust balls, you work hard, you have, listen, I think he has a crew going six days a week, and Stan is a taskmaster when it comes to quality. I mean, it, it's, it's second to none. I mean, check them all out, it's second to none. But Stan, besides the research and the field testing, or I should say field testing, on the water testing, and I've known you for a long time, Stosh, do you get a chance to fish for fun? Like, hey, man, no. put the work, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> No, it's tournaments or it's work. That's it. There's nothing in between. And yeah, listen, he and there, be, and there won't be many tournaments this year, but we do have our first one. The end of June is the Beach Haven, um, Beach Haven West uh, Fluke Tournament. So that'll be fun. Okay, excellent. Sam, before I let you go as well, how's the lovely Rachel, beautiful daughter? And he's not little Stosh anymore. How how a how girl and the, the daughter and the son doing? They're good. Everybody's good, Tom. Everybody's, thank God, everybody's well. That's okay, Stosh. One more time with that website. Let it rock www.ssbucktails.com. Okay, Stosh, we'll see you on the water, maybe at that beach haven thing. I, I'm, I'm not allowed to fish because I'm so bad. <laughs> maybe we'll see you down there, man. <laughs> All right, Tom, take care. Take care, brother. Let's just check it out. I, again, the name, Phil A, the SNS Phil A series, and then his big eyes. Now, the smaller sizes, um, the quarter, three-eighths, half, and three-quarter one do not have rattles, again, because of the size of the head, whatever. But check out the big guys with rattles and this new Phil A series, man. And check the colors out, too. Knock your socks. In fact, don't even wear socks. They're going to get knocked off. Up against the break. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. We're talking post-spawn largemouths with our next guest, Lane L. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5. At Deborah Heart and Lung Center, we delivered medically necessary, time-sensitive care throughout the COVID-19 emergency. If your appointment was postponed, we'll contact you soon to reschedule as public health guidelines permit. Of course, Deborah has a wide range of precautions in place to provide for a safe visit for every patient. After all, world-class heart and lung care begins with keeping you safe. Patient safety first, always. Learn more at demanddeborah.org. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here we go. Look out below. Back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of June 6th and 7th. Okay, as promised, that was Stanley Gola, the Itola Fucarola. Talking the eyes have it series for his new series of book tales to Phil A. Now, as promised, the delayed guest a couple of times because everything going on is Lane L. Lane is the president of the South Jersey Kayak Bass Fishing Club. Actually, been president of nine of the eleven years the organization has been functioning, and he compete. He has his he has his bass boat. Lane's aces with the bass boat. He is double aces, four aces, man. When it comes to kayak fishing for largemouths, and he competed in the first Bassmaster. Check it out, Bassmaster Kayak Series. Uh, last year, Lake Logan Martin in Alabama, 235 of the best kayak anglers in the country there. Lane was in there, man, representing Jersey. He did all right. He did all right. I mean, considering it was the first, uh, they say first annual, no, the inaugural. But Lane's here to talk post-spawn largemouths here, especially in South Jersey. There are still some bass up there in the North Jersey section, Sussex and Warren County. We noticed uh, still on the nest, but... Down here for for all intents and purposes, I think the spawn has been completed. Post spawn tactics now, and also he's going to hit us with his what he believes and his experience down here in says South Jersey boy man. Five of the top kayak slash small boat bass waters in the southern tier counties. Boy, laying out breathless after that, you're my hero. <laughs> Tom P, how is it, brother? Lock, cock, and ready to rock with Lane L talking post-spawn largemouth. First of all, Lane, very proud of you. Congratulations in that Bassmaster Kayak Series. That was no easy task, little brother. No, it was great to be able to go down there and fish against, uh, you know, the best kayak kayak anglers in the world, uh, especially here and uh, and representing South Jersey. We had a few, uh, three of us from our club go down there and wow. fish in that event. Uh-huh. It, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh just uh it's, it's amazing it's just amazing how this sport has grown in the last 10 years and like uh, i'm checking out some of these you know the kayaks there's myriad manufacturers oh it's pretty much all top quality how they are tricked out now uh i can always with what hobie or something they got others here there i mean these things are basically bass boats without the the verado on the back <laughs> you know they, they are yeah. something they they are something. Uh, the the evolution of the uh, bass fishing kayak again over the last even five years right. is just been amazing. I mean, they have depth finders, power poles, electric motors. Uh, some of them even have live wells. I mean, anything right. that's in a bass boat is now on a kayak, and and you can you can make it work. Now, Lane, you're you're a bass boater. You 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 have the you know the tricked out bass boat, and you got a nice power plant there. What geared you to? I shouldn't say that. What actually? What's <laughs> that's Tom P. Steered you to the opportunities that the kayak presented. Was it the waters in South Jersey, or did you notice other people doing it? What was the dealio? You know, it was uh, when I, you know, when I started taking bass fishing seriously. Uh, I knew I wanted to get out on the water, 
And then I realized in South Jersey we have, you know, hundreds of small ponds and small lakes that a bass boat just can't get into that have really big fish. And I was like, you know, a kayak is the way to go. Right. You can you can slide it over a guardrail. You can slide it, you know, through a little patch of woods if you want to get to a hidden lake. You can just access bodies of water that you just can't get to with a boat and trailer. I know, Lane. What we did, me and a lovely Dean Reed, you, know, you, you jury rig it up. You screw in some of this for a rod hole. You had the you know the little milk crate in there. But one, I saw one the other. What water was it? Was it Hamilton or somewhere? Lane, this guy came in. I, I said, "Whoa, look at that!" I mean, it's like yours. It's totally, it's totally tournament. It wanted for nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, and people think of a kayak that you know, if you lean over, you're gonna you're gonna flip into the water. Man, these kayaks now are so stable. You can stand on the side of them and not flip into the water. I mean, it's amazing uh, the stability that they put into these to these uh, yeah. plastic boats. And the thing is, too, like, listen, now they're not they're not inexpensive. But still, when you figure, you're, it's still a lot less you know, than a, a bass boat you know, with a power plant on the back. It is really the way to go, Lane. And I've even seen these on, well, for Jersey Big Waters, I've seen them on Round Valley, Union Lake, Lake Apacon, uh, Tilcon. So they, they are, they're, they're worthy pretty much everywhere in the Garden State. Oh, yeah, and they, they can handle some weather. Um, and like, and like you said, there's everything you want, everything you need is on these boats now. Uh, they, they're, they're getting into the thousands of dollars oh, yeah. uh, to check them out. But again, you know, two, three thousand dollars is a lot less than a, uh, $35,000 bass boat. I hear you with, uh, with the nut coming in every month in that mirrored envelope. Okay. Lane, let's get to post-spawn tactics now you're, you're an ace um it seems that every turn of the calendar page when you're when you're on the on the bass bite what is the most difficult part of this post-spawn the, the bass still messed up from the love making and all that garden s what's the deal <laughs> you know i i actually love fishing post-spawn um it can be a little tough if it's if if you get to a lake and they're coming right off the bed because they'll they'll take a couple days to kind of just get their bearings right but man once that post spawn truly hits, and you got the fry garters, and they're getting hungry now, man, the the, the post spawn hit is just amazing. They hit hard when they hit in post spawn. I know, but that's, see, that's the thing. It, it's pre. I, I don't know, Lane. Is it predicated on water temperature, uh, uh, overall conditions? Because like, I've been in situations exactly as you explained. Like Mary, Mother of God, I think I'm going to sign up for a tournament to where. I'm at a different lake, you know, within that time frame, I can't, and you know there's bass in there, and you cannot buy a bite, you know, using the plastics, using the square bills. So is it predicated on individual water, water chemistry? What have you found? Because they, they get really capricious. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just time off the bed. Um, you know, if you're, if you're noticing the sunnies have now taken over the bass beds, uh-huh. Now is the time to fish. Now is the time to fish for uh, largemouth because they are right behind those sunnies and they're looking at them as a meal. So they're going <laughs> to yeah. be, you know, they're going to be shallow to that to that like to that first drop off, um, and they're also going to be protecting the fry. And those fry garters, man, they're vicious. They're 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 fun to hit. I'll tell you. Okay, I have to. Uh, it's been weighing on my heart for probably twenty years. When, like, listeners, I'm making a confession. I still feel badly about this. I'm at a pond lane, and there's a bass on a bed. Nice size, man. I've got two and a half, three pounds, and I'm bouncing a little jig. I'm bouncing. I'm trying to catch some crappies or whatever, just, you know, hanging around. 
and he nails it, okay? And I'm fighting him, I'm fighting him. I get him out, I look, and then I tap him to turn to let him go and look at the nest. There's three sunnies on there eating the eggs. I mean, they raided it. And oh, I, yeah, put him, yeah. I put him back and I said, I just ruined a generation. Oh, okay. How cathartic was that? <laughs> Do you feel better now? Oh, yeah, the sweat's <laughs> off my upper lip, thank God. We're speaking with Lane L. He is the president of the South Jersey Kayak Bass Fishing Club. He participated in the inaugural Bassmaster. That's right, Bassmaster, as in classic Bassmaster Kayak Series on Lake Logan, Martin, Alabama. 235 anglers strong. Lane and two other guys from the club were in there. Well, Lane, to the tactics now. For these, I know you're a, a wacky rigger. You like your plastics. Go into situations that we're going to go to plastics to maybe a crankbait to maybe a jig. What do you got? Well, uh, you, you, right off the bat, you know that this, if you're a wacky wormer, this is the season that, that you, you've been waiting for all year long. Uh, <laughs> throw a wacky rig around those beds, uh, around dock posts, around any kind of cover, and uh, you can just have a great day uh, just, just fishing a wacky worm right now. It's, it's, this, this, this is the season. Lane, does the, si the size matter, okay? I use the yammies and the other ones. I see them three-inch, and I uh, sometimes, these relax to toss the zinkers, the big eight- or nine-inch zinkers from Z-Man, you know, the bubble gum and the Mr. Twister bubble gum things, the, the, the long worms. Size make a difference based on the water, based on the bass behavior, or do you stick with the four or the five-inch? And also, Lane, I'm, I'm jamming you here. Color patterns, keeping it somber, keeping it bright. What's uh, what's happening? All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give your listeners some tips here that uh, I don't share with a lot of people. All right, that's why uh, you but... love Lane L, people. <laughs> uh, when I wacky worm, I like I like to start off with a five inch stenko, Gary Yamamoto stenko. Um, but the the pointy tip of the worm, I like to cut that off and make this make the worm uh, the same on both ends, so it's uh, so it really sinks straight down. Oh, uh, so so cut about a quarter inch of that tip off. Um, you don't need that pointy end when you're wacky worming. It's it's good for Texas rigging, but when you're wacky worming, you want to get rid of that point that pointy tip. So cut that off. Um, and a color that people don't use a lot, but is a number one is uh, white with black flick. That white and black uh, represents crappie, represents shad, and it represents anything that's going around beds. Uh, this time of year, and man, that white and black, maybe dipped with a little more black on it. That's okay. the key. That 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 bait right there uh, is not seen a lot. A lot of people don't throw it. A lot of people are sticking with your green pumpkins and things like that. Yeah. Well, you throw you throw white and black this time of year. Oh my lord, it could be fun. Well, Lane, I'm sold on the the Mister Twister Commodore. Uh, that that's a that's a and it has I don't know how many eleven grams of salt in there, which. Um, I don't really hope they hold on longer or whatever. But I'll tell you that you said the white with the black fleck, you, you don't man, you don't see that much anywhere. Are these are no. these custom made baits or is, is it a Yamamoto? Does, does Gary have them? You, you can order them. Uh, you won't find them in the tackle stores. You have to order them online. Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, white white with black fleck is is a good or clear with black fleck. Uh, is a really good color uh, to throw right now. Now, Lane's question on the metal, on the point of connection here. I know a lot of bass guys like the standard, just like a standard J hook. Other guys, and I, again, I'm, I'm, I was in advertising list for 24 years, and I'm, I'm the sucker for anything. You see, Lane, you see these, you know, wacky worm hooks. You know, the wide gaps in there. Some guys use the octopus hooks or whatever. Hook make a difference. Uh, hook makes a makes a. A uh, huge difference when wacky rigging. 
Uh, I personally use the owner mosquito hooks, uh, either a one-aught or a two-aught. Hold it, hold it, hold uh, it. Write this down, write this down. Owner mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out the owner on their, uh, yeah. on their wacky worm hooks. But the mosquito hooks, it's a, it's a, it's a, a small wire hook, so you get you know really good penetration into the into the bass's jaw, um, you know, and it it just works for me. That's that's the hook I use. I don't use anything else other than that. Now, Lane, to work in the wacky rig itself, aggressive, uh, teasing. You know, what's what's uh, what's going to get them to just go up and do the inhalation mode? You know, I like you know, especially if I'm fishing docks or some sort of cover. You know, I like to skip it up underneath that and let it sink right, you know, all the way down to almost the bottom. Kind of pop it a couple times, let it sink a little more. And at that point, if you don't get bit, you know, don't waste your time. Bring it back in and throw to another piece of cover. I see guys working that all the way back to the boat. And at, by that point, you're, you're just not probably going to get bit and you're wasting time. Okay. Uh, you you want to get you want to get that bait back into the strike zone, the better strike zone, quicker. Uh, so get it there, let it sink, pop it, let it sink again. If you're not getting bit, bring it back in and throw it to another piece of cover. Lane, other worms have a, other worms have a spot in the game now. Say a Texas rig, uh, you know, Mister Twister Phenom worm, or you know, Man's Jelly worm, whatever. Or you you stick strictly with the wax. No, no. I mean, if you're fishing uh, lily pads or if you're fishing uh, some laydowns with a lot of branches and stuff, uh, then you want to go Texas rig. You want to make sure that uh, you can get that, that worm through that cover without getting stuck. You know, that wacky rig is an awesome, awesome rig, but it but, will get yeah. that you have that exposed point and it'll stick to anything that, uh, that it touches. Right. Lane, in the, in the laydown scenario, are you using again a four-inch finesse worm? You going all the way up to the ten? Uh, Mister Twister has a hang ten. We also have a buzz twelve worm. I had Clint Davis on. The, this the worm was longer than the stock trout we catch. He said. He said same thing. He said Tom P. He said you want big bass, use a big bait. What's your preferred length, Lane, when doing that Texas rigging around the laydowns? Yeah, that's what I'll use a full size senko. I won't chop the top off. Uh, you know, I'll use a, a five-six inch senko. With a little bullet weight head on it, because okay. you want that, you want it to drop, you know, kind of straight down through those limbs, mm-hmm. and then you can bring it, you can bring it over the limbs as you're bringing it back. Um, the really big worms, I prefer to use them when I'm Carolina rigging in the summertime. There you go. All right. uh, you know, dragging, dragging those really, you know, those those eight, nine, ten inch worms in the summertime on the ledges and stuff. Right. You know, that could, that can be a key summertime pattern. But right now, you know, if you're working. I don't like to bring all that meat and all that plastic through all those limbs. So, you know, six inch, five, six inch Senko, uh, or whatever your favorite uh, mm-hmm. stick bait might be, or or twister tail that, that you feel comfortable with. Right. You know, I, I would I would keep it at a you know at a medium size like that. Got a rack event line this morning, Saturday, J- June sixth is Lane L Bass South Jersey Bass Pro, president of Kayak South Jersey. Kayak Bass Fishing Club, nine years of president. Uh, club's been an organization uh, organized rather for eleven years. He he participated in the inaugural Bassmaster Kayak Series on Lake Logan Martin in Alabama, along with two hundred and thirty-five other top-notch kayak bass anglers from around the world. Okay, Lane L, when do you switch, or do you switch at all in the post-spawn game to crankbaits, poppers, anything like that? Well, yep. Uh, you know, this time of year. 
that's that's why this time of year is so great. Uh, however you like to fish, you can probably catch them. Uh, crankbaits, yeah, the square bill comes into play as fish are starting to move towards their summer pattern. So when they're starting to get onto that first drop off, that first ledge, that that next piece of cover off the bank, that's when a when a square bill can be deadly, man. If you got uh, you know uh, timber or stump a stump field. Right. Something like that. You run a crankbait through that this time of year. Oh, it could be again. It could be a really good day, and the the hits are just going to be uh, uh, unforgiving. That's for sure. Okay, Lane. As we call them, smashes, thrashes, and hits. <laughs> well, Lane, listen. Yeah. Color pattern on these square bills or crankbaits. What's the dealio? You like you know, them bright? You like them somber? Yeah, you know, watercolor dictates my color pattern uh, right now. So. You know, in clear water, you want to go with real natural shad-looking patterns. Uh, you know, your whites, your silvers, uh, maybe your maybe your bluegill color patterns. Uh, as the water gets stained, uh, then I like to throw a brighter pattern. You know, maybe a sexy shad or something with some chartreuse in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's really dark, uh, you know, you can go to your darker colors. Darker water, darker colors is, is like uh, is how I like to say it. Hold on, so hold on. Writing that down, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you're in some serious stained water where it looks like chocolate milk and you have, like, six inches of visibility, you know, don't be afraid to throw a super dark, a, a yeah. black crankbait well, yeah. or, or, you know, something really dark. I mean, the dark silhouette actually shows up better in dark water. Okay, Lane, we're up against a hard break. Here it is, listeners. Here it is from Lane L., inaugural Bassmaster Kayak Series participant and president of the South Jersey Kayak Bass Fishing Club. Lane, your top five waters for the kayak bass angler, you know, small boat uh, bass angler. What do you have? Five top in South Jersey. Uh, I'll give you one out there in Deptford, Almanesson Lake. Ooh. Uh, I haven't uh, fished there in 100 years, man. Yeah, I, I fished there this spring, and uh, I saw I saw giants. I mean, absolute giants on the beds this year. There, uh, I'm, I was I was playing with this one giant for, for probably about a half hour. I got her got her to bite once, and I lost her, and I couldn't get her to bite again. And man, it broke my heart to have to leave her there without without seeing her, yeah. without getting her picture. Uh, number two, who do you have? Uh, number two, uh, here's a. One people probably don't know about unless you're out in Salem County, but Boswick Lake. Uh, it's a it's a small lake out in Salem County. Uh, it's got tons of fish. It's great for a kayak. Lots of timber in there. Uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, I I know some people that are out there fishing it this year, and the results that the that that lake is producing right now is is great. So if you have a small boat, a kayak, a canoe. I would recommend checking out Boswick Lake out in Salem County. Number three. Yeah, an old an old standby. Uh, I was on it this week, and that's the Mananico Sand Ponds down there in Cumberland Route County. 40, Route 49 there, yep. Yep. Uh, you know, the place is just made for kayaks. I mean, it's got ponds and little creeks and shallow water and deep water and all all kind of cover. Uh, and I was lucky enough to pull a five-pounder out of there. Go Lane! Go Lane! Well, I expect no less, L. Come on. <laughs> Number four. Uh, let's see. Let's go with Give another. Give it up, Bell. Give it up. Another tried true lake. Uh, still still on the list. It's got to be Rainbow Lake. Yeah, down in Salem, correct? 
Down down there in uh, uh, Rosenhain, yeah. Salem County, yeah, Rainbow, Rainbow Lake. That really recovered from that blowout years ago, man. Yeah, no, Rainbow's awesome. But, Lane, uh, it's, so, it's so shallow, but you wonder how you get the Oh, and, and the blisters, the sunnies in there are the size of your head. Yeah, you know, it's you go there and you're like, how do the fish live in this place? Yeah. And you go there <laughs> and, right. and you're... And you're constantly picking up two, three, four pounders, and it's amazing. Yep. And with the occasional five and six mixed in, uh, but yeah, Rainbow Lake is still worth a visit, uh, and and deserves to be on that list. And last one, tried and true number five, Mister L. Uh, this one breaks my heart to give it up, but um, my 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 hometown of Hamilton Lake, man. Oh. Hamilton Lake, Hamilton Lake is loaded with fish. I mean, just loaded with fish. Uh, you're going to get a lot of cookie cutters out of there, a lot yeah. of those 10, 11, 12, 13 inchers. Um, but there is a school, and I know this for a fact because I've caught a couple of them. There is a school of six and seven pounders in that lake. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What would you say? Six and seven pounders live in Hamilton Lake, yes. Whoa. I've seen – I've caught two of them. A buddy of mine has caught one. Uh, so there are some big – they don't bite. They, are, they, they don't get – they don't get a lot of hooks in them because they're stupid. Yeah, well, I tell you, and the, the Hamilton is so, so loaded with forage. I mean, it's amazing. Well, Lane L., thanks yes. for joining us on Rack and Listeners. Lane L., check it out. He is a president, South Jersey Kayak Bass Fishing Club, president nine of the 11 years of the organization's existence. Lane, silly question. Uh, the club accepting any new members? Uh, unfortunately, not right at the moment. We're, oh. we're at our 30-member uh, limit right now. And again, you know, unfortunately, our lakes down here in South Jersey are so small, we just can't have yeah. an unlimited membership. And then uh, the other thing with this whole COVID nineteen yeah, coronavirus right. deal, you know, they're yeah. they're kind of limiting they're limiting gatherings to right. twenty five people yeah. right now. So just all these rules that we have to obey 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 by. Yeah. Okay, Lane. Well, thanks for joining us. And before we go, how is the beautiful Michelle Olive? Uh, Michelle's the best. My my wife is amazing. She supports everything I do, and I love her to death. I, I, I you don't remember, but I still owe you a pizza from that Cowboy Jet game. Jeez, well, <laughs> last year that killed me. And also, before we go, the very cool lady. Listen, this is the coolest bass fishing dog I've ever seen. The very cool ladybug. Uh, ladybug's doing good. She's eleven years old now, but she still likes to get out on the boat or on the kayak. She hears the truck. The truck key jingle, man, and she's right at the door saying, let's go fishing, Dad. Let's okay. go fishing. Lane, thanks much. And by the way, I'm going to hit this with you. I'm not going to give you a chance to respond. When are you going to contact somebody's manufacturer and get the Lane L series of bass baits? On that note, you take care, brother. <laughs> Be good. Thanks, Peter. Always a pleasure. See you. Way long on that break. Way long on that break. But Lane L, man, guy's an unreal, unreal bass fisherman. South Jersey is his specialty. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. The Ayatollah of Flucarola with his, his, the name again, Phil A Series and Big Eye. Join us on the line right now with some Back Bay Channel fluking tactics. Is a member of his pro staff. It's Melissa Toro. Now, many of you may remember her from 2019's George Poveromo Saltwater Sportsman Seminar Series. Uh, she wowed a man. A woman knows her stuff. She's out of roars out of Brigantine in her 27 Sea Hunt Game Fish with twin 150 Yamis on the back. It's called the Bad Toro. 
Now, Toro means bull, as in big, bad, and aggressive, and that's how this angler approaches her back bay summer flounder. Melissa, thanks for joining us on Rack and Finn. How you doing, young lady? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Tom. Anytime, anytime. It is time. Melissa, you are an ace in the backwaters, especially. I know you <laughs> fish out front. Channel edges right now. Let's talk water temperature. When do you transition to the channel edges, and how do you work them? Go. So this is very important, the channel edges. I'm very successful with the channel edges with the incoming tide. I feel that with the incoming tide, the fluke gets, like, away from the shallow bottom, and they start going down the slope of the channel edges, and that's where they start hiding. And here's a tip, Tom. If you're on a boat and for some reason you're not drifting fast enough, you're not drifting past, like, 1.1, and it's, it's kind of slow. Right. Start casting your fluke rig. Start casting your fluke rig towards the channel edges, or maybe it might be a little shallow towards those channel edges and you can't get the boat back there. You don't want to run aground. Start casting your rig towards those channel edges and work it back slowly to the boat. But as you're working it back, make sure the bucktail hits the, the floor of the channel edge and, and just, just jig it off the floor slowly as you're slowly. working it okay. back. Okay. Slowly or aggressively. You you could jig a lot or you could do like nice slow lifts. See what works. See what they're biting. So I do both. I do, you know, I'm, I'm more of a fan of the aggressive jigging. Fluke or ambush, you know, fish. Right. They like to see action. So in my mind, you know, they're, or in my experience, not even in my mind, in my experience, I've seen them act um, more aggressively and hit my rig when I'm jigging more faster and aggressively bouncing that bucktail up and off the, you know, the floor of the channel. Okay. Now, Melissa, channel edges is, is a relative term depth-wise. I mean, there's channels four or five, six feet deep, some 20 feet. What are you keying in now? Does it make a difference? The channel edge, the depth of the channel itself, does it make a difference or as long as you're keying on that edge? Now, mid-edge or upper edge, what's the dealio? So they're on the bottom. They're not, they're right at the bottom. And this is okay. where if you have a boat, a fish finder comes in really, really handy. And even if you don't have a fish finder, I highly recommend like a Navionics app, app on your smartphone. Mm -hmm. uh, it just comes in very handy and it's a very cheap subscription. And you could just see the edges of these channels. And especially where, let's say you're in a channel and it's currently, I don't know, like 20 feet deep, right? right. And then you see on your fish finder app or your Navionics app that it goes from 20 feet to like 30 feet or, you know, there's like a steep drop. They're okay. hiding out on the floor of that steep drop. So I'm always, they're always on the ground. I'm always trying to, you know, get my bucktail on the ground, getting it to bounce off in front of them. Hey, Joe, us on the Rack and Fin line this morning is Melissa Turo, pro staffer with SNS Bucktail. She roars out of Brigantine and her 27-foot sea hunt game fish with twin yami. 150 yamis on a, that sucker, man. That must be, that's, a, that's what we call a quickie. And the name of the boat is the Bad Toro. Now, Melissa, I understand you are a light tackle aficionado when it comes to fluke. You see the guys at medium action, sometimes heavy action. More more of a sport to you with a lighter tackle, better presentation, more sensitivity. What is it? It's all of the above. Everything that you just said, um, especially this time of the year, if you're going to be working the back bays and not really out front, and even out front, I, I, when I go out to the wrecks and everything, I keep it light, Tom. So what does that mean? Usually a rod, maybe six, six and six inches, six foot six inches right. long, 
seven feet long, um, and uh, it's about a fast action rod. You want something that the backbone, you know, it has enough backbone so you can lift that fluke, especially if it's a doormat, off right. the floor um, and onto your boat. Um, but my reels right now at this time, um, especially with these temperatures, my reel is about a size 2,500, 3,000. I don't go above a 3,000. You, 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 and my preference. Oh, go ahead. Tom. No, no. Are you, are you braiding up fluorocarbon mainline yes. mono? A braid? Okay. No, it's braid. Oh. So braid, fifteen pound test braid. I prefer the Jay Diawa, um, but there's many other braids out there. You know, just test them all out and see what's your preference. I've never had an issue with the Jay Diawa. Uh, mm-hmm. No knots, no breaking off. It's 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 a very dependable braid and it has great colors to it. Uh, so fifteen pound braid. And once again, my leader is about a 20-pound test leader. Mm-hmm. Very, very light. No more than a 3,000-size reel on a nice, light rod. Um, Shimano Travala rods are, are a good one, an all-around good rod for the back bay and inshore, out right. front. Um, and then also, uh, I, I know uh, Jigging World, I think they go by Tackle World now, has a couple of uh, rods, Nexus rods. They're really nice. Too. Um, mm-hmm. Just very, very light setup. You want it to. You want to feel when they're bumping that bucktail, when they're trying to inhale it, and that's when you suck it in. The heavy setups, you just don't feel that. Right. Even when you're going out to the deeper wrecks, you don't feel that. So I always keep it light. And the and and like I stated before, with the bucktails, keep your bucktail as light as possible to keep it on the the on the floor of the ocean edges of, of the back bays and everything. Mm-hmm. You don't want a heavy, you don't want to drag your bait. You don't want a heavy bucktail dragging your bait. It's not going to be a good presentation for these fluke. They are ambush animals. Um, they like to ambush the presentation. If it's just uh, dragging along the floor of the ocean, what, whatever, it, they're just not going to attack it. They're hey, just well, not going to go ahead. Got bucktail colors. Any, any faves for the back, for the channel any, edges? My favorite is, oh, I always go to white and then maybe white with chartreuse. Now Those you, are my two go-to. Using a dropper or a teaser? I'm using, yes, I am. I'm using a teaser um, right above my rig, about 12 inches above my uh, bucktail. I have a dropper loop off my leader, and I just put a plain hook, probably a 3.0 Gamagatsu bait holder hook. And usually I'll, I'll tip it with either gulp, swimming mullet, Four inch, five inch, or you know, a piece of bait. Uh, this time of the year, I like bait. Now, when Mel- it gets a little warmer, I'll switch over to gold. Melissa, you are a proponent, and I know they were around. Uh, shout out to Violet and Marianne there at uh, Chesnut Boatyard years ago. They were getting salmon bellies. You are one of the proponents of the salmon bellies. I understand you're kicking ass with these. Now, these on are you you baiting your bucktail with a salmon belly? Yes, this time there of you season, go. I am. <laughs> I. I I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I'm getting aggressive bites. About two weekends ago, I was in the back bays uh, working actually along a channel, right along a channel edge. And I, I didn't see anybody hooking up except for myself. Now, I don't know exactly what the other boaters were using, but right. I, I know they're huge on squid. I know they're huge on chilies in that the area. Minis, yeah. I know they're huge on minnows. Yep. And I was using salmon bellies. It, it was just they were just loving it. How long a strip, Melissa? 
Um, well, they come pre-cut. I get. I think it's called Fisherman's Headquarters, and they're pre-cut. But okay. they're pretty. I, I make sure that I get a nice long strip. I like it at least like six inches long, at least. Wow. Well, listen. Let me ask you this: because yeah. we're up yeah. against a hard break here. When a fluke grabs that, okay, is it you know? Because with the braid, especially, you can feel them breathe on the bait. Not like you know the mono. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, how yeah. long before you notice that first pickle before they eat their way up and they're in the danger zone you know, where the hook's going to go through their jaw? How long is it? Two seconds? Three seconds? What? It's oh god, this is I. I you got to get a feel for it, Tom. I guess this is, comes with experience. They, you know, sometimes they play with it as you're drifting along the boat with your bait on the ground. The fluke play with, you know, your bait for a little bit. Okay. But then there's like a huge, you'll just feel it. Like thump, a thump. They'll, yeah. they'll play with it. Yeah. They're just they're just playing with it. They might move it around. You'll feel it. Oh, they're just moving it around, but they're following it. They're following the bait, and then you feel that thump. And that's when the hook set. That's when I'll set that hook set. Now, if you miss that hook set and you don't get them, just drop, open up your bail and drop your line back in. They usually will follow and ambush it again. There we go. So I'll drop it immediately, let them follow it, and then I'll wait for that second hook set, that second big thumb so I could hook them. Now, if for some reason, after you drop it, you don't feel them following you, you know, following your bait or thumping it or anything like that, Reel it back up and make sure they didn't steal your salmon bellies. <laughs> okay, <Joyce laughs> because on the line. that might happen. They might actually get away with it. <laughs> Joyce on the line is Melissa Toro, pro staff for SNS Bucktails, among others. She roars at a brigantine or a 27-foot sea hunt game fish with twin 150 Yamahas on air. The boat's name is the Bad Toro. She was a panelist on the George Poveromo Saltwater Sports and Seminar Series in 2019, and I'm sure she will have a repeat performance coming up, if not this year, next year. Melissa, thanks for joining us with some Channel Edge tips. You take care. And by the way, by the way, where are you planning to yeah. fish this weekend? Um, give right out up, of that give weekend. Give it up, girl. Give it up. <laughs> you'll see my boat look uh, for the bad coral you'll see me around <laughs> okay Lisa, thank you thanks so much you take care hope to see you on the water same here tom thank you so much have see, a great day you too bye-bye yeah, hopefully you can sneak in a fishing report that was melissa toro she is an ace angler especially in the back grab that cup grab that red bull be right back rack and fin radio WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you're looking for ways to increase the value of your business property, repainting is one of the most cost-effective options. Let the expert team at CertiPro Painters help you protect your investment with professional results. They offer remote and on-site consultations. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated by men and women who live in your community. You can trust CertiPro Painters to get the job done right and safely. Contact them today at CertiPro.com. That's Serta with the C. Proven and trusted experts in painting. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Wrapping it up. We have a quick report there from Evan at Creekside Bait and Tackle Route 9 in Ware Town. Evidently, that part of the Barnegat Bay is starting to get really active with the flatties. Evan, what's happening, little brother? Uh, right now, they are killing the fluke in the back bay. Uh, they're using spearing and gulp, the four-inch swimming mullet in chartreuse and white. Nice. Well, give me some areas. Give up some spots, Evan. Uh, Double Creek has been killing them so Ooh. far this season. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
High Bar Harbor. Okay, that will work, Evan. Thanks much. Creekside Bait and Tackle, Route 9 in Waretown. Talk to you guys in a while. Have a good one. Let's head down Cape May Way with Nick at Hands to Bait and Tackle. Nick, what's, what's the bite going on, brother? Uh, weak fishing on the Cape May Point has been real decent action. Oh. Uh, guys are picking uh, about two to five pounders pretty oh. regularly, bucktails. Uh, guys around the jetties are floating some bloods, pick up some nice weekies, uh, some stripers in the area. We uh some blues showing up along the bay shores and in the back bays. Flounder action's been decent around the jetties, and we also got some stripers still popping. Nice. Hey, and the, the drum bite's still going on? Oh, about 75 boats out there right now, so it sounds like it's still pretty sick. <laughs> okay, man, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, brother. Thanks. Well, let's wrap it up. Upseekin Bayway with Captain Dave the Rave Show. Upseekin Bay Sports Center, 81 Natalie Terrace in Upseekin, where the soft shells people, Tom P's universe, the soft shells are just getting going. Captain Dave, okay, we'll talk to the soft shells off the air. What's happening fishing-wise, Skip? Well, we're in Grand Slam. Grand Slam time right now. Everything's out there. Everything's biting. You got super Grand Slams, really. Oh wow! Uh, but look, look to the look to the rivers right now. These and the back bays. These shedders are you know, are here. They're busting out in the soft shells, and and the fish are going wild. Go up in the mouth of the Egg Harbor and Mullica River, or any other one around here. But that's what's close. Um, drop down a piece of shedder crab. You you don't know what you're going to come up with. Weak fish. Stripers, yeah, hey, black, some, some black drum or black drum are really working those areas good too. And cap, what everything's one of the best jumbo white perch baits is shedder. Oh, it is oh. the best white perch bait <laughs> without a doubt. Once this crab starts shedding, you know, yeah, you they're they're better than better than grass shrimp, better than anything else. It's you know, it's yeah, they're not cheap, but nothing's cheap. So exactly. Um, <laughs> Well, Captain Dave, before I let you go, how is the actual crabbing? Anyone up see, uh, crabbing up Seacon Creek along the main roads or bridges or anything? Well, we when the, when the shed's on, the males got loving on their minds. They're not really <laughs> right, running yeah. for the traps. You give it you give it a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, the weekend after next, it's going to be fantastic because there's a lot of shedders out there, a lot of a lot of crabs busting out, and there's you know, there's a whole lot fewer. Um, Fewer commercial crab traps than there've been because of this because yeah, right. of this totally. virus and and the, and the lack of demand. So, if you demand crabs, this is going to be the summer to do it. Okay, Captain Dave. Before I let you go, are you clear on the charter dealio or what? Well, I'm clear, but but these crabs are our number one priority, and That's actually right, yeah. just keep keeping this whole store running. It's you know I I hate to say that anything is good because of a pandemic, but the business here. I got, I got everything <laughs> filled up. I got, I got the tackle yeah. shop full. I'm, I'm working every day to bring more stuff in. So if you need something, I probably have it. Hey, Captain Dave, rumor has it that actually pretty good calculations between monitoring the crabs and the shop with the door to door thing. You're doing about thirty thousand steps a day. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably more than that. <laughs> okay. okay, before I let you go, Dave, give us, give us a report on sugar. Oh. She's getting awful fluffy, man. Oh, she ain't had a haircut, and she gets into, into some of these <laughs> <laughs> some of these briars around here. She's she just a mess, but that's how it is. Okay, Captain Dave, we'll see you this week, man. Thanks much. Okay, see you. We'll see you.
That'll do it for this week on Rack and Finway Long. Get out there and enjoy, people. Just be uh, just be a little careful with all this, you know, the, the monitoring. Da, 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 this. Although, again, in closing, Tom P. says, you could be a rioter and not have to worry about social distancing or face masks and, not, and, there, and there's no repercussions. It's wonderful to be a Democrat. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio. 